Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. Kim Goddard Rains is a production coordinator on big features like The Revenant, Inception. She also worked on Fargo. I like the use of the word genuine. I like people who have integrity. I like people who are there to do the work. And I can spot those kids who are coming through who are in my office but looking over my shoulder asking about other opportunities for them. If you're here and you want to work hard, I will help you get to where you want to go. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? Personality traits that I respect and admire are calmness, good decision making, excellent listening skills, the ability to say, I know how to move forward with this. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and joining me is our co-host, Fred Keating. We are in Deep Cove, Canada, which is, well, fairly close to Vancouver, Canada, and we are sitting in a lovely location overlooking the seaside. We're sitting in a park. This is great. There are kids playing frisbee. There are kids on the swings. It's a lovely sunny day. A little bit of wind coming down from the mountain, rolling right into the sea. Fred, tell us what we're up to. I'd like to say that we're here specifically because our guest today is Kim Goddard Rains. She's a friend of mine who has been a production coordinator amongst a variety of other craft categories, but best known over the last couple of years as the production coordinator on big features like The Revenant, like Inception, which I think was one of her first big high-level jobs. She also worked on Fargo. This is a young woman who has step-by-step built her career to a point now where she is in great demand, a position that everybody in the media industry would love to get to, and she's going to share some information with us today on just how that happened. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Tell us about some of the projects you've been working on, Kim. Presently, I'm working on a television series called Clubhouse. We shot the pilot in the spring, and we're just gearing up to shoot the next seven episodes for a total of eight. I'm working for the fantastic FX in association with Fox and uh, Marvel Television. This show is particularly delightful because I'm reunited with the showrunner, writer, and producing team of Fargo. And that series is shot in Calgary, and I had the very distinct pleasure of coordinating the first season of it. And uh, last year, worked on a little movie called The Revenant, which I understand a lot of people have seen, and just the mere mention of it actually gets people kind of excited. In fact, some of those people who've seen the movies actually thought it was good enough to grant it some Oscars. Right, yeah. There's that. There's that. <laughs> we actually ran with some of the wolves from The Revenant a week or so ago. Oh, did you really? Is yes. that, uh, whose pack is that? Is that Andrew, Andrew Simpson? Simpson's. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, he's really making a mark these days, isn't he? He's globetrotting. The man is all over every continent, I think, except Antarctica. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Tell us what a production coordinator does, Kim. It is, above all else, an administrative position. I run the office. Myself and my crew, we run the office. We're first ones in. We do everything from clear out all the garbage and set up all of the furniture, set up the IT, set up the communications, assign all of the offices where our executives will sit, art department, take into consideration what they need to function properly, and clean it all up afterwards. Let me ask you this. Do you have a dedicated team that you've worked with for a number of years? Or as production coordinator coming into a production, you are handed a team of people that have been assembled from 
all over the place and have to break them in. It's more the former than the latter. I had a very, in Alberta, it's a smaller market and I had my girls and basically we worked together for about five years and then lives changed and people went on to do different things. In Vancouver, it's such an enormous market. It's more of the latter of what you said. Often I'm assembling new people, working with new people every time. My preference is to have that reliable team, but it's it's not always the case. But you know what? That's not such a bad thing. The assistant that I work with now, for example, is exceptional. I've got a wonderful, wonderful PA who I absolutely love, and then two members of the team that are new and coming in who are just proving to be absolute superstars. So the nucleus of a new team, perhaps, yeah, with room for some sort of churn so that others uh, get to rotate through and you get to take their measure as well. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's a nice opportunity for me. And that you say that, I do kind of get a little set in my way and then when I'm handed this brand new plethora of people, it reminds me that um, new ideas, new protocols, experience from other shows, examples from other shows, those are beautiful things to have at my disposal. I'm always happy to learn something new. Now the production coordination team, you mentioned some of the things that you do, but is it kind of like you are the people who glue all of the details together, make sure that everybody has what they need, make sure that everybody is where they need to be, when they need to be there? Uh, yeah, to a degree, to a degree. The production office has that distinction that we are the hub of every other department interacts with us. We disseminate information, we do contracts, we do immigration, we do accommodations, we move the unit, sometimes chartering airplanes and taking people up into the northern part of BC. Yeah, I don't want to give us that much credit, but again, we are the one team that deals with everybody else. So we're first port of contact quite often. Import crew relies on us for information and introductions, contact lists. And what is import crew? Americans coming in, basically. Yeah, that, I mean, that's not terminology. That's industry standard. That's just something I just make reference to. Anybody new to the region, so to speak. Yeah. And there can be plenty of them on some productions. In Alberta, it's uh, these big feature films that come in. I would dare to say that 60 or 70 percent of everybody is from elsewhere. And that's a major challenge for the production office. You've got people who are dedicated just to finding apartments and hotel rooms and booking airline tickets and bringing all of those technicians in from the UK and the US and across Europe and across Canada sometimes. You're responsible for an awful lot of activities and the general level of happiness and contentment of many, many people. What is it that attracted you to this kind of job in the first place and has kept you involved in it and gets you up every morning to go at it again? I love the energy of the work. I love the people that I work with. I love that every project is different from the one before. I love doing 100,000 things in a day. I love creative problem solving. I love just that spark of energy. That's what gets me out. That's what gets me out of my bed in the morning is heading into that situation knowing that there's 16 different things on my prep calendar today that I've got to watch out for and there's crew coming in and scouts going out. I'm not being very eloquent but... Do you feel like a firefighter? Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. We're stamping out fires all over the place. That's a terrific skill to have, to take in lots and lots of energy, be able to multitask, and if somebody says, this is all going down in flames, to find a way to work your way out of that. Now, Kim, you've worked on a lot of really big productions. You've mentioned Fargo, you've mentioned The Revenant. I know you've worked on things for HBO. Tell us about some of the, well, you were actually starting to tell us about some of the things that are really important as success attributes for people working in this 
business. I mean, having that energy, for for instance, was one of those things. What are some of the other attributes that are really important and really cut across all disciplines? Oh, personality traits that I respect and admire are calmness, good decision-making, excellent listening skills, the ability to say, I know how to move forward with this, the ability to say, I know where to go to get this, the ability to just really take it all in and then move forward very calmly. My department, I feel, is sort of responsible for the vibe in the office, if that makes sense. And I want people to be friendly and responsive and smart and eloquent and well-spoken and represent really well. You know, if we're first point of contact, then I love it when my team is smart and happy and resourceful. And what about grace under pressure? That's hugely important, absolutely important. And even if you're not feeling it on the inside, you're projecting it on the outside and just putting it out there that we got this, we got this. And that's contagious, isn't it? Whatever attitude your team or any member of your team is putting out, especially if they're that first point of contact, It's contagious. If you've got energy and you look eager to please, that gives a great vibe out from the hub that you've described to almost every other department. Go see the production office. They'll know what to do. Just ask for so-and-so. She'll help you. Conversely, so does a rather negative or glum or crisis-ridden attitude read and that also is contagious and infectious and can really slow a team down for a couple of days or more at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you make a very, very good point. And you probably worked on those productions where the energy is not positive, where the energy feels laborious. And I've worked on those shows too. It all depends on the mix of people. It depends on how huge a project it is. There's a lot of factors that go into that, but I try to bring my A game and keep my smile on and vibe it out like we know what we're doing every day. And uh, you know, we were talking about grace under pressure and in my own career, I've actually found that sort of thing. You said you can't let people see, you can't create that vibe where you're panicking and therefore other people are going to panic as well and like I was about to say in my own career I've been in those situations where things have hit the fan and you are wondering how am I going to get my team out of this situation but you just have to trust your problem-solving skills which is another thing that you mentioned. Yep, absolutely. Tell us about a time when you felt you were exactly the right person in exactly the right place at exactly the right time, when you really felt that you were living the dream? Oh, that's such a great question. What comes to mind is the day that I got a call to do a movie called Inception. And at that moment, I had been, I'd done a couple of good projects, a lot of TV movies, tons of commercials, corporate work. I was just sort of inching my way up and here this opportunity came and the phone rang and this offer to come on and do this Christopher Nolan movie. It was, I danced for joy. I couldn't believe that this opportunity was being afforded to me. And that's really, having that credit under my belt, that's really what has allowed the rest of these big films to come my way. Now you mentioned the phone rang and and you might have mentioned that earlier as well. What does this say to you about what it takes to get the gig. Sounds like you're not calling other people, they're calling you. I'm reliant upon, it's the production manager that hires me and the production manager who vets me to the producers, to to the studios for which we're working. So am I pounding the pavement? Sometimes, sometimes, but it's having established a relationship with a production manager who trusts me, who likes working with me and I with him. We travel as a team and and this is very, very good fortune. Not everybody has that relationship, but 
I would venture to say it's a goal to work towards, to find that person with whom you team up. And Fred, this is one of those recurring themes that just keeps coming back over and over again, just how much this is a relationship business. An authentic relationship business. There's a difference between authentic relationships and those that seem so driven towards your own advancement. And Kim, so you're saying that you've spent your career developing these relationships so people just automatically trust you. I hope that they automatically trust me. I like the use of the word genuine. I like people who have integrity. I like people who are there to do the work. And I can spot those kids who are coming through who are in my office but looking over my shoulder asking about other opportunities for them. If you're here and you want to work hard, I will help you get to where you want to go. But if this is the doorway to it, yeah, absolutely. Be genuine, work well, be honest with me, and we'll get along just fine. Have you had mentors in the past who've spotted the energy that you bring into a room and have worked to help or share their experience with you? Yes, absolutely. I have. I've been very fortunate where I have a very dear friend who, who gave me my first job 30 years ago in this business, and we remained friends. And last summer, I picked up the phone and asked her if she wanted to come and work as my assistant. And much to my good fortune, she said yes. And we worked on this great little HP great little HBO, an HBO miniseries that ultimately hasn't made it to the screen yet, but uh, it was called Lewis and Clark, and we filmed it in, uh, in Calgary last summer. So another thing this really draws attention to is this whole principle that we've talked about before, is get along with everybody around you, whether you like them or not, and in this case your mentor, I'm assuming you liked each other, but really, whether you like people or not, you happen to be working with, or whether they like you, get along with them, because what goes around comes around, you're going to be working with them again someday. Yeah, absolutely, that's great, great advice. There are loads of interesting personalities that work in film and television, some of whom are very difficult to get on with, lots of egos, lots of extraordinary technicians who kind of maybe have the right to have an inflated sense of self. But Why are you looking right at me when you I'm say that? I'm not looking right you at you. You were looking right at I me. I was averting my attention elsewhere, I promise. <laughs> But that's a very important, very important tip to have, that get along with everybody. Everybody is there on the team working towards the same goal. And um, yeah, that's a certain skill set. It can be intimidating. As a younger girl, I was intimidated. I was like, I didn't want to go talk to the producers. I didn't want to go talk to the director. And now it's march right in, do your thing. I think you want to avoid, not you personally, I think people need to avoid being part of the problem and think about how they can solve the problem and then move on and move up. And I don't care which level of the hierarchy you're at. We've spoken to production assistants and said, uh, so what do you do? And they say, anything that needs to be done. We've spoken to high-level producers and say, so what does a producer like you do on a typical day? And he says, well, first, there is no typical day, but what I do is whatever needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And I started as a PA doing it, and I'm still doing it. The problems are a little larger now, maybe, but uh, the coffee's still good. Right, right. <laughs> First things first, right, the coffee's good. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that somebody at the top of the totem pole embraces the same notion that I do, that uh, if you need help, I'm going to help you. If my department can support you, we're going to support you. We'll do the best that we can by you for anything that needs to be done. So it really is a team sport. Absolutely, it's a team sport. People are quite astounded at how many departments actually come together at any given time to put a big feature together, to put a big TV series together. And without that spirit of teamwork, what have you got? A bunch of departments vetching about the other ones and nobody nobody getting on. The, to me, there's no value in that. You uh, 
talked about the colorful characters that you run into on film and television sets. And I asked you a few moments ago about a pivotal incident uh, where you felt you were in the right place. Is there a flip side to that? Was there ever a, a day or an incident, and we don't need names, where in fact it was about as uh, low as you could go and you felt perhaps that uh, maybe you'd made a wrong decision and, and maybe you were in the wrong line of work. Anything like that that you could describe and perhaps uh, share with us how it played out? That's such an interesting question. We were talking about Fargo. There was a day on Fargo where one of the lead actors who was to arrive in Calgary on Monday morning called me on Sunday night at one o'clock in the morning to say he'd lost his passport. And that's kind of a big deal when you've got somebody who's the entire call sheet for the day who can't enter into Canada. And I'd had a little bit of experience with this. Um, I called up the consulate in New York. I made contact with an officer who was going to help us. I had this gentleman go and have his pictures taken, do all the paperwork, got him into a limousine at 6 o'clock in the morning, took him down to the embassy, chartered a flight, tens of thousands of dollars, chartered a flight, coordinated everything, down to writing what I see now is almost an arrogant letter to my studio executive saying, this is so well coordinated, what could go wrong? I've got this. So this gentleman gets to the U.S. consulate and he is about to be issued his emergency passport and the coding for the entire country of the United States goes down and they won't issue him a passport. Right. And so he can't get on the plane and he won't be here at one o'clock in the afternoon. And I mean, obviously it's a victim of circumstance, but that could have been the most beautiful bit of production coordinating I'd ever done, only to have it turn sideways. And I've said you can do everything right and have it turn out not so good. And that's just one of the instances in which there is a prime example of that. No, I can see why you said earlier that you really value people who can solve problems. Yeah, big time, big time. And, you know, working for as long as I have in this business, my Rolodex is nice and big. And I've, I've got a joke in the office where I'm like, I got a guy. I got a guy. I'll make a phone call. Yeah. But in fact, it's a good reminder that there are some things that one just cannot control. Yeah, it weighed heavy for a little while, but you're absolutely right. I did I did everything to the best of my ability. I reached out to people who were willing to help. I was, I felt on top of my game and then... <laughs> Yeah. Kim, you've touched on some great things today. Would it be possible for us to come back again sometime and pursue in a bit more depth some of the uh, aspects of production that you've been involved in and some of the uh, tips and advice and counsel you might have for those a few miles behind you on the path? I'd be happy to. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.